0: One half of your hosts of cross-court coverage, your all-NBA Celtics-focused podcast, proudly brought to you by Primetime Productions. I am joined, as always, by my other half, my sister from another mister, uh, reporting in from yet another location, but this one holds something special to her heart, Grace Roberts. How are you feeling today, Grace?
1: I'm feeling good. I'm feeling cold because I'm in South Portland, Maine my childhood home specifically in my childhood bed ready to talk some celtics i have been in the south too long i'm realizing because suddenly i'm here and i'm seeing people with bruins and celtic stuff and i'm like oh go boston and i'm like wait a second that's normal here like that's not a weird thing um That's (laughs) that's yeah. <laughs> just what people wear here because This is where I am um, It's like when I'm in Michigan and I see people wearing Michigan stuff I'm like, oh, go blue And I'm like, wait a second That doesn't hold the same meaning um, But yes, I am ready I uh, I think we have one more episode after this one And we will actually be talking about real basketball But we do have preseason to talk about So I'm ready I'm excited I am ready to go
0: Yeah, I, we are literally a week away Oh, we are ten days to the dot while we're recording, but Celtics basketball is nearly back. Can't believe it. Uh, yeah, the wounds are the wounds are still there. Uh, the team is definitely different. Uh, definitely had yeah. some roster shakeup thanks to. Uh, I was gonna say Danny Ainge, but that's that's who he's acting like thanks to Brad yep. Stevens. Um, I was calling him uh traitor, Brad. But I saw on Twitter or an article this week that people are calling him Blockbuster Brad, and I love that <laughs> even more. <laughs>
1: That's great. I like that. Just I like for the Bob- simple block.
0: alliteration of the thing.
1: I appreciate
0: that. And also, we don't have to like deal with like any copyrights on that because Blockbuster's fucking dead. <laughs>
1: R.I.P. in peace.
0: Um, but Blockbuster Brad and his rosters we have seen roll out now in. I think 3 priests. I think we played the Sixers twice, and then we played the Knicks. Of bench depth come through and, you know, get some minutes. The, you know, normal actors, they didn't play at all during the Knicks game and then played very little. Uh, JB and JT sat for the second Sixers game. It really seems like we're trying to figure out what the back end of the rotation looks like, and I appreciate that from both Joe and Brad because yeah. we know what we have in JB and JT. Right. um we kind of know what we have in Drew and KP but i am glad to see them getting some preseason reps uh kicking off the rust working in a new system you know you have to go out long you're a veteran of the league you you still have to you know get your reps in um so good on joe for holding them to that instead of just being like oh you don't have to play right um but my God! Did someone step up? And normally, like, yes, I watch preseason games, but I don't really hold much weight to it. Our boy, and I, where's the where's the Shack meme when you need it? But uh, I owe you an apology because I yeah I, I did not know your game. Yeah, big PP Peyton Pritchard comes out here and signs a fucking. Three-year, $40 million extension Or four, no, it's four years $30 million, fuck me in numbers uh, Four years, $30 million extension Right before the preseason Kicks off And the kid is putting up like 25 points Per game, he's running The, the, the offense through Peyton uh, He's getting assists, he's playing defense He's he, Peyton Pritchard For the longest time felt like someone We were going to trade And now has kind of just started balling out during the preseason. Um, So, for one, I owe him an apology. And Peyton, (laughs) I am sorry for always saying that you are a tradable piece. For what you're showing right now, for filling in for this Malcolm Brogdon hole, uh, Mm -hmm. I love you. Keep doing what you're fucking doing, bro. (laughs) Yeah.
1: No, I mean, seriously, it's like, I, it's like, you know, it's like he heard us. He heard us talking mad shit. And then he was like, how about you two over there on that podcast? Watch this shit. Uh Yeah, I mean, crazy deal. I think a good deal for both sides. Um, and all in all, really, really impressed because obviously with preseason, you know, already it's an opportunity, like we said, to see these, um, you know, players that are on the cusp, um, to really show what they're made of. And man, oh man, has he picked up the slack of not, you know, using our stars because it's preseason. I mean, he's just looked, I I don't even want to say he looked like a different player because I think we've seen shades of this in his career, but he looked like a better version of the player that we need him to be. Um, and that we've expected him to be. So I'm, I am so excited uh, it's so, it really makes me feel better about our depth at the point guard position, which was, you know, not that we, without, it's just when you, when you lose Malcolm Brogdon, obviously we gained Drew Holiday and I'm not mad about that, but it is reassuring to know that we can rely on him, I think. And obviously, you know, you don't want to put too much stake in anything, but I'm feeling more confident already.
0: Yeah, no, I agree, like, for us to have it shake up twice at the point guard position, you know, we move Marcus Smart, who was our starting point guard, and then we move Malcolm Brogdon, who was our sixth man of the year backup point guard, like, you know, it it's a whole new landscape, and yes, we have D. White, and yes, we got Drew, but like, one, we don't know what Drew looks like in the rotation, we don't know if he's a starter, we don't know if he's coming off the bench yet, we will get into that uh, later in this discussion because of a uh, viewer question, listener question. Fucking A. <laughs> oh, so but good. Peyton just, you know, I think I was talking with someone and the way that I really think that you can look at it best was Peyton never really wanted to be traded. I think Peyton really just wanted minutes and knew he mm-hmm. couldn't get them on the Celtics and was like, please put me on a team where I can get minutes. And then behind the scenes without any of us knowing and the true classic Brad and Joe fashion they I guess they had conversations they were like no like Peyton like we want you here we just need to shake up the roster a little bit and give you the opportunity that we want to give you you got to stick it out and he he did and you know like unlike uh past preseason or yeah unlike past preseasons and off seasons like he didn't really make too much of a. he kind of just kept to himself and you know he was I guess he was doing his workouts and everything and training and he shows up a day into signing his contract and starts balling out in the preseason and all the Celtics fans are kind of like I knew you had game but like holy hell
1: (laughs) yeah yeah exactly I mean it was so much like uh because I think I'm giving myself and Celtics fans credit like I said I think that we knew that he was a good player and a player that other teams weren't appreciating. But I think we realized we weren't appreciating him. I think that he needed this Mm. opportunity to step up, like you said, and so I think that this is a really good sign for the Celtics um, if he can step it up the way that he has.
0: I mean, it just speaks to our ability to home grow talent. Um, You know, like we have had guys go through our system and take years to get to starting up or to a key role position. Um, and it almost always seems to pan out in our favor. You know, it's something that I keep saying is going to happen for JD. Uh, but I will put my hand up and say I slept on it for Peyton. Uh, I didn't really, like, focus too much. I thought I knew everything about Peyton Pritchard, and I sure as hell do not. Because yeah. I have been pleasantly surprised for three preseason games. I was like, oh, he'll cool off. No, this, give it to me. And if you keep mm-hmm. playing like this, Peyton, you're going to get them. Like, don't worry. <laughs> yep. But also uh, just other standouts and other uh, acquisitions that we've made in the offseason that have seemed to start to pan out at least. Um I'm still going to butcher his name, but the likes of Svi Mahalik or Mahalchik, I'm still working on it. I'm trying it to listen good. every time they say his name. Pretty, it felt, look right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying every time they say his name. <laughs> Very offensive minded. Leaves a little bit lacking on defense. Uh, which, you know, is fine for a role player. I have no problem with intentional if you're coming off the bench. It does affect how many minutes you might get, but uh, definitely a rally starter, definitely a a bucket. The the guy has three-level scoring built into his game. Um, And, you know, like I said, I haven't watched a lot of Charlotte Hornet games in my life, let alone last season. Uh, So I wasn't too familiar. (laughs) I wasn't too familiar with Sfi's game uh but he has pleasantly surprised me coming out of training camp and le- coming into this preseason
1: yeah no i i agree i, I think oh sounding like me over there um you're all welcome by the way that i'm missing uh, <laughs> my, my football game this week um so hopefully hopefully we're good on uh or at least a week of me with my voice. Um, no, I think I think uh, C was very very surprising, and I don't know if that's by yeah. virtue of the fact that, like you said, I have not watched a lot of uh, Hornets games ever uh, for good reason. Because who wants to watch a Hornets game? Um, but I I also think that he's still like it's hard to slot into a team that is pretty established even if we are talking about the preseason when we're looking at like players that don't necessarily haven't had like that established time in the regular season so i think to come in and do that is indicative of not only him as a player but also like i think i credit like joe mazula and brad stevens and their ability in training camp and when players join the team to establish a camaraderie and a rotation and a, a chemistry on the court that um, it doesn't happen you know right away and they're making it look easier, I think than it is. So I'm glad to see that. it's reassuring to me going forward that if adjustments have to be made in the lineup, if knock on wood, God forbid there are injuries, there are issues. um somebody has an off night um, that you have these players that are able to slot in more easily than, um, you know, I, I always think of things in hockey terms, which is funny. Cause then when I'm talking about hockey, I think of them in basketball terms, but it's hard to do shifting of your lines in hockey. Right. <laughs> you, you see that a lot in basketball too, when, when you have players that play very well together, um, but to know that you have these options available to you is very reassuring. So I think that at the very least, even if we don't want to, you know, overstate, um, his his uh his preseason because you know don't want to give anything too much weight in preseason but i still think that it's a good sign I'm taking everything that has happened as a good sign um so far.
0: Yeah no so far I mean everyone has um you know again like we you you have said I have said it is preseason uh we too far ahead of ourselves uh but so far, everything that we've seen has shown that Brad knew what kind of personnel that Joe, his plans for his rotations. Um, And Joe has taken those players that Brad went out and got for him. And it's kind of found their role, found their position. Um, You know, we could go down the whole lineup of, you know, people who have played in the preseason and I have high praise for a lot of people. Uh, I, Would be, uh, you know, just a homer if I didn't point that I have civic player um, and really call him out just because I feel it's necessary. We can't just gas up the team the whole time. Uh, Luke Cornette looks like dog shit so far this preseason, like absolute garbage. I think his plus minus is like negative 20 Um, when he's out there. He doesn't provide anything. Um, Nemus Kata, the guy that we mm-hmm. signed for our two-way contract, has looked like a better third yep. center than Luke Cornett. And Luke Cornett's been here for a couple of years now. Uh, get your shit together, Luke. You are expendable. Yeah. I've been saying this about plenty of players, but, like, I you are not needed. Yeah, I don't care that you're the tallest American basketball player in the league. That's yeah. the only thing we can hang our hat on when we talk about Luke Cornett. That's a good trivia uh, fact it's been it's been rough to watch Luke play. <laughs> yeah. um, he is 7'3", yeah. the tallest American basketball player in the NBA.
1: yeah i I was disappointed uh, for sure. Um, I mean, you know, there are some players and this goes for any sport I think where you're like you see like their plus minus and you're like oh you know but they still looked good out there no he looked bad like he didn't like as I was watching I'm like oh he does not look good this wasn't like a your plus minus is not indicative like you he he didn't look good you know
0: what I mean (laughs) right no like I agree. I don't ever hold plus minus to like a true like gauge of how the player is or isn't doing. But when the eye test looks like shit and then yeah. the plus minus looks like shit, uh, fun fact, you're playing like shit. Like that's yeah. just what it is. If if A <laughs> no, it, it, if A yeah. and B <laughs> add up and they, you know, they equal the same thing, it's pretty indicative of what the fuck's going on. Um You know, I, I don't know if it's complacency. I don't know if it's, I've been here before. I, I, one, I hate complacency in any sports team. Your job is not given. Anyone can come up from any point in time, from any role and really take over a spot. We've seen it. Look at Isaiah Thomas, undrafted baller. Yeah. Yep. like anyone can come from anywhere so for luke cornett to just sit here and be like i've been on the roster and i've been a rotational guy for xyz years it's like mm, you better fucking not hang your hat on that because uh like all the memes like luke cornett if he doesn't have a job with the celtics it's gonna be like the flipping burgers meme <laughs> like, yeah yeah
1: i mean well because like,
0: i don't don't get comfortable I, buddy you got you got to put some work in
1: I don't see another team giving him off to Barb White. Okay. I don't see another team <laughs> giving him the opportunities <laughs> that uh the Celtics have. And so I feel like I also hate complacency and I hate it especially from a player that like I honestly don't think is in a place to be that complacent. Like I don't it's one thing if like Peyton Pritchard and he didn't
0: right this didn't happen with I, Peyton Pritchard but it's one I thing if like somebody in Peyton I Peyton Pritchard. Don't think I think it's one of those things where like he's oh you keep going
1: no uh, you go you go
0: I was just gonna say like it's uh complacency like when you're on a team for that long if you seem complacent at the back end of a roster and, and then you you know are traded or you know they're looking to move you it kind of puts people off um, because they're like oh well you feel like you don't have to put effort in so why are we going to go out of our way and give a second round pick or a bench player for you like it it doesn't make anything better for anyone in the situation for him to just be lazy out there You don't have a given job, bro. We can slide you down to 12th man. Like, we can use you in reserve situations. It's not a problem. (laughs) We will play small ball if we have to. If we don't have to use you and you're going to look like shit when you're out there, Luke, like, we'll figure it out. Joe will move the roster around to figure it out. But I don't know. That was, like, the one negative thing I've seen and really the only one negative thing I've seen this preseason is that Luke Cornett doesn't look like he gives a shit
1: (laughs) yeah and and I hate that I mean that's my biggest pet peeve of any athlete ever is when they seem like they don't care because like you know you see it still with bad players like players that just objectively aren't very good you see them getting frustrated you see them at least like trying harder pushing more and I know sometimes then it kind of goes the right. opposite way where then they start you know taking up shots they shouldn't and whatnot but I hate to think that a player is not gonna be angry like I want you to be mad that you're sucking
0: right no I completely agree if, if you're gonna play like shit you have to be upset about it you have to yeah. be like I need to do better you have to have some drive in you to be like fuck this is my job This is my team. These are my brothers. I need to do better and fucking have a fire lit up underneath your ass. Not go, ah, that sucks. Like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) Don't just go, eh. Like, I don't need that on my fucking team. (laughs) No one wants that on their fucking team. Oh, it was a bad night. Fuck you, dude. You shouldn't have any. You paid thousands, if not millions of dollars to play fucking basketball. Yeah. I don't know what his contract is, so it could be. Yeah, I don't know. in the low or in the low i mean the high hundred thousands but i think it's in the millions and so um complacency is never anything that i will support uh on my team or just in sports in general when you're paying a kid's sport for your career for your job for your income and you're getting paid silly money like silly money to play a kid's game just give a fuck, please, because anyone would their life for that life, I promise you anyone would. I say it every week on this podcast, and I'm going to do it until I'm sitting on the end of the fucking bench. But, Joe, I will take a fifty thousand dollar. No, not fifty thousand dollars. I'll take a. Two hundred fifty thousand dollar contract to sit at the end of the fucking Celtics bench and do whatever it it, it takes to just sit there. <laughs> and if and you need hey, to clear cap space, I'm there. <laughs> Joe
1: Joe Brad, if uh, if if Marty's price is too steep, I'll do it for 50. 50k, I don't care. Go ahead put me out there. I'll take your free throws. <laughs> I'm right there.
0: Yeah, back it uh do you have uh, since you're in Maine? Oh, yeah, yeah do I have do my you trophy? Have like trophy yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. to flex. Oh, oh do you? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Go! Let's fucking go.
1: <laughs> Thank you everyone. Yes. Oh. Ages Wow, this was a little longer ago than I thought. Ages 8 to 9.
0: Let's go. <laughs> there- <laughs> you were frozen for a second, and I swear to god the frame that I had, I should have taken a picture of it, but it was just you looking at the trophy with the biggest grin and smile on your face like <laughs> It's a moment that is burned in my brain forever. Just Grace staring I, at her free throw trophy. <laughs> I peaked.
1: Guys, I peaked at age eight or nine.
0: <laughs> that was awesome. You just have the one, the one trophy from your from your uh, free throw championships.
1: I think the other ones were plaques, and I don't have them. I've got plenty of awards over there. Ah, okay. I'm so I'm so amazing and incredible at everything. Um, but no, no other uh, big trophies from
0: that. The lore of this story keeps getting deeper, and I love it. <laughs> Real. So, uh, I don't know if you have any other notes for the preseason or for what we've seen so far. Uh, uh, if there's been any other standout players or anyone else we should, you know, rip apart like we did Luke Cornett.
1: <laughs> no, i think I think you uh you hit all my uh my big points, and I think that we'll have a couple of questions uh, about the Celtics and we'll probably end up noting uh some some other things that we noticed uh along the way
0: all right, so then the next topic that I had marked down is Miles bridges was already suspended. Uh, from the NBA he I, I think it's another DV case I don't know the specifics of what he just turned himself in for um are but there's something about and I've we've said this before and and uh but there needs to be a higher standard uh for the way that we treat the the shitty players in the league the the players who really? really actually uh put a uh like a damning mark on the league you know you can't just keep giving these weak suspensions and expecting them to stick and expecting players to learn a lesson or anything like that um when miles turned himself into the the cops like he this mug shot came out and he's literally fucking smiling like I, oh, there's nothing more that I off. want in this world to punch motherfuckers like that in the face. Like, why the fuck are you smiling oh in your mugshot? You're an asshole. Um, yeah, like, I I can't stand that. It's like, uh, it's like the, it's almost not him smiling at the victim. And I hope to God that's not what it is. Um, but more him smiling at like Adam Silver in the league because he knows that he still will probably have an NBA career. Yeah. Uh, which is the shittiest part of all this.
1: Yep. Yeah, I mean, I I said it, I was talking to Lauren about, you know, we were talking about terrible things happening in hockey and the NHL. And it's just like, I hate, does nobody else like perceive and conceptualize the fact that we are talking about this so frequently and so many different players is so indicative of how much needs to change like this shouldn't be a convert i mean it it shows two things one it shows that this is a serious issue both inside and outside of sports and that we need to address but number two it shows that there is the league is not doing enough to show that this isn't okay because it keeps happening and players keep doing it and mm-hmm. it's so frustrating and yeah i when i saw that mugshot i it made my like skin crawl it made me so pissed and i just hate that it's gotten to a place where we're complacent about it and we're like oh you know this happens this this keeps happening because it's so not okay and i just i'm glad that 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 hopefully he will be held accountable for his actions at least by the justice system if not um by the league but it's just in fury it's insane miles bridges you fucking suck i hate you i hope that you never know peace in your life
0: yeah um can't agree with you more honestly that's that is what it is i'm glad that we have a platform uh, to speak out against it i'm glad that you know uh, and i think most of our listeners would agree um and just also, like this shouldn't come from Woj, or like Shams. This should come from directly from NBA PR. Uh, it should be a more of a statement, uh, saying something like, "This is something we're looking into," and not just be some like quick blip on Twitter or quick headline in the news, uh, that another player is acting like a fucking dickhead, um. Adam Silver needs to take these opportunities and really show that the NBA one is a league that is growing and becoming a better product and becoming a better and safer place uh, for fans and players alike. But like two, we don't tolerate this shit like fucking make a stand like who are you going to piss off if you indefinitely suspend someone like Miles Bridges if you go you cannot come back to the NBA until you really prove that you can cut this fucking shit out until you can prove that you can be a good person. You're not going to make anyone mad by doing that. So stop worrying about whatever the fuck you're worrying about. Cause I don't, that's the one thing I don't understand is where there's any concern in being harsh or coming down on these players extremely. I think they need to start fucking swinging ban hammers.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, You're right. I don't entirely understand the the PR of it and the optics because it seems to us as normal people like the easiest fucking decision in the world to be like, if you're going to do this shit, you're going to pay for it. Like, I mean, the the player, the most recent player they've made the biggest example out of is a guy who didn't hit anyone and it's John Moran. And if we're going to do that and we're going to have that reaction... And again, we've said it a hundred times. We're not saying that what John Morant did is is good for the sport or like a cool, cool, good thing to do because obviously he's, well, first of all, he's a kid and he needs to sort that out. But like, if you're going to make an example of somebody, make it out of these players that are seriously harming individuals in their community, in their lives. And why we don't do that, it blows my mind. Like if we're going to be this pissy about john morant being an idiot then let's be really pissy about these people being morally repugnant you know
0: yeah uh there's there's no winning until they they crack down and that's really all it is is you know and i agree with you and i think that's where we leave it is that adam silver and the rest of the uh higher-ups have the opportunity, yet again, and I feel like we've said this before, they have the opportunity to make a statement and really fucking do something. Let's see what they do. Uh, Unfortunately, I don't have high hopes in their, you know, it's just going to be another slap on the wrist, probably. But we shall see. Uh, In a slightly lighter note, or on a slightly lighter, fucking A. On a slightly lighter note... Um, shut up. <laughs> Night or low. Um, our buddy. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, Hold our buddy, James Harden. <coughs> he's uh, he's at training camp and he's at preseason games. He, he's doing the song and dance. He's there, but he, no intention of being with the team uh they were like get, trying to get a soundbite and they're like are you a 76er and he's like well the trust is gone and they're like well what the hell does that mean And he's like well it's well you know like the trust is gone and i'm like one awful sentence that's basically something that would have come out of my mouth you are a fucking professional and you're media trained get better uh two- <laughs> What the fuck does that mean? Like, I know that you want to be traded. We all know that you want to be traded, but, like, you're not. They don't. They Daryl Morey has made no plan of trading you. He has basically come out and said, you're on the team. The, the disconnect between these two men does not make any fucking sense to me, Grace. Put it together for me.
1: <laughs> They're doing, like, this, like, Wild West standoff, like, Who's going to budge first? (laughs) And they're the two most stubborn people ever. It's like neither of you, neither of you are going to budge and you are both going to pay for it. You're both going to pay for it. James Harden, you're going to pay for it by either being stuck on a shitty team and not playing basketball. And that sucks, I guess for you, but I kind of don't have sympathy for you or Daryl, Daryl Morey. You're going to be stuck being the guy who, it was so insistent on keeping a guy who didn't want to play on your team that you have a basically a a a dead man on your roster. Just somebody who is not there doesn't care because you can't make him care. You can't make him do anything about it. It's just yeah, it's
0: just a waste of space on your roster
1: <laughs> it's it's and every day, like every time I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe when he showed up at training camp, Oh, maybe we're here. We're doing it. We're doing the thing. Nope. Just kidding. We're not. He made like some stupid comment that was like, (laughs) it's it's like a marriage. Well, it's awkward when the parents are trying to get along for the kids. (laughs) It's like a marriage. (laughs) They're trying to get along for the kids, the kids being everybody watching this. And I'm like, I can tell there's something weird going on. I think you don't have to pretend anymore. Um, I just, I don't, I don't understand what's going to happen. I think, (laughs) I think I'm all the way at the point. I think my new prediction is I, I don't think he's playing in the league. I don't think he's going to play.
0: That's crazy. That's just wild. I mean, there's, I, I don't, I don't disagree with you. Um, like I, I don't. I agree that I have no idea what the fuck the solution can be in this yeah. situation where you have Daryl Morey just holding his ground and James Harden just holding his ground and us and the teammates are like the kids just being like, Oh my God, divorce, please. Like, n- this is not good for anyone. Please. Right. This is just not fixing it. anything. <laughs> like, yeah. Figure out some kind of solution, bring in arbitration, get some fucking lawyers together. No one wants this anymore. <laughs> No, I, I think that Um Go ahead. It's wild. Like I thought the, the Dame thing was a mess. Mm-hmm. This is worse. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> it's worse. It's worse because the characters involved are worse. I think. I think that James Harden just in general is a piece of work. Um and I think that on the other end of it. Daryl Morey, and look, I'm a prideful person. I'm a stubborn person. I stick to my guns. So I think Daryl Morey, this is so much about pride. Like this guy's talking mad shit about me. Well, sucks to suck. But like, I I understand on principle why you want to, why he wants to stand by this. But oh my God, please make it stop. Please make it stop. <laughs>
0: We all want off of this crazy fucking roller coaster ride. I didn't yeah. give you my tickets for this one. I'm just strapped in, and I want off. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Wildness. It, I, I almost I think I agree with you that he's not going to play. I think that Daryl Morey, I think that where we are is where it's going to be. Daryl Morey's yep. not going to trade him. And James Harden's not going to play. And that's Mm -hmm. where we're going to sit. And it's going to be fucking weird. And I don't know how, but how long does that go on? Like, how, one, is it allowed? Because James Harden was an all star. So because of the new rules, he is quote unquote supposed to play. um he's gonna
1: he's gonna rack up fines and even if he's allowed to sit even
0: if they like find some like
1: they're just gonna keep finding the sixers
0: hey daryl Morey, now i'm hurting your wallet trade me (laughs) yeah he's gonna be like yo just more and more money every time i don't play what are you gonna do (laughs) jesus god well it's a mess I'm glad it's on it, the – it's the Sixers too, so guess like, yeah. it's great. <laughs> the
1: other part of it is um, he's he's making it so much more difficult for Daryl Morey to trade him because every team is looking at this and going, I don't want to be next. I don't want to be the next team that he comes on and does this to because we've seen him do this before. I don't think any team wants to be the next victim of it. So it's, it's We know James this is Harden. James Harden. <laughs> right. This is hurting his trade value immensely. Like every single time he chooses not to play, every time he comes out and says something, it is going to get more difficult because no team wants to deal with that. Understandably.
0: Yeah, no. It's this just ugly every way you look at it this whole situation is one comical i am so glad that i am not a 76ers fan i have friends who are 76ers fans i could not imagine if this was my team and we were going through this fucking headache i could i'd be livid um but as someone on the outside looking in all i can do is laugh through the uncomfortableness it's like one of the like when you're awkward laughing the whole time that's what i have been doing through this whole fucking situation it's just like (laughs) (laughs) when do we leave when is it over (laughs) um i yeah i it's gonna be interesting i don't think there will be any resolution before the season starts i think we have to just buckle in and keep smiling through the awkwardness cuz it's going to get a lot uglier before it gets figured out. I think that's the truth of the matter. <laughs> yeah. But our lovely listeners, got that right. Hell yeah, Meatman. Self clap. Um <laughs> you- us with
1: some Do you Did you just say self-clap? Do you mean self-high-five? Because a self-clap is a regular clap. Fuck! (laughs) Self-clap. As opposed to what? (laughs) I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh.
0: Self high five is what I meant. God damn it.
1: <laughs> Self clap. <laughs> oh, that is so good.
0: Yep. Self clap. And we're going to answer them. Um, Let's see. Who do we start with? Oh, let's just, you know, let's do this one. Primetime Brett. Brett Howard underscore on Twitter. He asks, are the C's cup contenders, or are they still a piece away?" I did respond to this when it was on Twitter because uh, there is no cup in the NBA, sir, unless we're talking about the new in-season tournament, which will have the NBA Cup. Um, So maybe they contend for the quote-unquote cup, but I know what you meant was, do they contend for the Larry O'Brien championship trophy? Uh, the highest regard in the NBA season yeah uh, I'm sorry it's not Lord Stanley's cup
1: but yeah, poor, uh, it's still a pretty fucking cool Brent. trophy poor sweet
0: <laughs> <Brent>. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to learn NBA and I give I give him a hat tip for that but don't come at me about cups that, all right that just that just <laughs>
1: solidifies me Solidifies to me that he has never even seen what it looks like because you it, you wouldn't call it a cup. Like there's no world in which it's a cup. It is simply not. You can't drink out of it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is a trophy. It is just, so it's definitely not a cup. <laughs> um, or you could be Jokic. Well, that actually was the that wasn't the Larry O'Brien. What trophy did he leave behind? The MVP trophy he left it in the <laughs> locker room while they were celebrating. Classic. He's he's like, oh shit! I don't know where my trophy is. I was like, ah, damn it! I love you. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, ah, I put it down somewhere because I picked up a bottle of champagne. It's like, all right, we'll find it. (laughs)
1: How much? Um, How much? But to answer the actual
0: question, that foot.
1: I was gonna say, how much does Jokic
0: have to drink to get even a
1: little, a little bit buzzed?
0: Well. What is he like seven foot two hundred thirty pounds? I think he weighs a little bit more, more I think he's that. like two fifty uh, I'd say a twelve pack like a twelve pack of beer <laughs> or like like a whole bottle of wine to himself in less than an hour,
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you'd yeah, there's no way. It would take because, like, I could take... drink
0: a sixer, and then I'm like, right. "Whoa, I'm drunk." But he's yeah,
1: like... yeah, it's a lot.
0: So, like, for him to like be like, "Whoa, I'm drunk," I think he needs to kill like a fallback, at least. Yeah.
1: <laughs> anyway, the question.
0: I mean, yeah, that's a lot of beer. That's that is not like you. you know, you're not. I, I'm, <laughs> that's a lot of liquid bread to just get drunk. Yeah. Maybe he's a shots guy. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe. Quick to the point. (laughs) Just boop, boop, boop. Uh, Maybe vodka. I don't know. I don't know what uh, is his drink of choice. But the question at hand is, uh, are the Celtics going to win the title? uh, Or are they a piece away? I don't think that we're a piece away. Um. I think that we very much are title run. Mm-hmm. Uh, would we like a backup big man? Sure. Would we like a great backup big man? Awesome. But like, that's just not how the cap works right now. We The way we're structured is basically at the extent of what we can do and dip into funds wise. And this team has four all-stars on it in their starting lineup. So I don't know what more we can put together. Um this is like the most top heavy star studded So, uh chips are all in. I I think it's a title year. I know, you know, like I don't want to be a homer. I don't want to be like overzealous, but like you don't make the moves that you made in this offseason. You don't break the hearts that you broke in this offseason without having nothing but banner eighteen in your mind
1: yeah i mean i i think that number one i would have said you know even like last year though like with the idea of a piece being missing of you know even last year i'm sitting here like i don't think there's anything missing i don't think there's a piece missing this is what we need to win a title then obviously when we fell short i'm sitting here like okay maybe these past few years there has been one piece missing because clearly it's not, we're not, we're not getting over the hump. Um, And so I think that now Mm -hmm. I'm looking at the team and I just, I don't know how in this day and age you can make a better team. It just, it, and I know, I know that crazy things happen. Teams that seem like they should be amazing should lose or, like, end up losing. But I think that where we're at, there's just no question in my mind that we've put all the cards on the table. This is – Brad Stevens has committed fully to what he's doing. And I think that if they pull it out, when they pull it out, knock on wood, I – I think that we will look back <laughs> and consider these moves made by Brad as some of the most unexpected but also truly brilliant risks and building blocks I've ever seen in, in a single offseason,
0: ever. Yep. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that the, the moves that he made were big. And like uh, back to what we said earlier, blockbuster Brad. Like that literally hits the nail on the head. Like you have made moves that have shaken up not only your franchise but other franchises around you. Um yep. people are going to have to look at the Celtics to plan what to go against in the playoffs. Like we yep. are constructed in a way that we are a threat to literally everyone's championship run. So we got to see it translate into a playoff run. We have to see it translate into a, uh, you know, first, second, semifinal championship run. We have to see that happen. But on paper, what has happened so far, there are no other pieces needed. We have constructed, we, all hats off to Brad, not we. Brad has constructed a roster that top to bottom has an answer for almost any situation um and really is star studded uh even like we you know we've talked about the bench guys and no they're not stars but they are situational players they have a specific role uh for certain situations and they all have potential there's no one on on this team that's like a scrub or a, you know, has-been or anything like that. Everyone on this team can only get better. And the best way to get better is go out there and win a fucking ring, put a banner in the rafters.
1: Yep, Yep. and I I think that, honestly, like, I want to just, you know, I don't want to just sit here and suck Brad Stevens' dick all day, but I also just have to give, I mean, immense credit I do. Hand up, I do. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I think creating... We love you, Brad. Love (laughs) you, (laughs) Creating something out of nothing is the biggest... And I don't mean nothing. I don't mean that in the sense of like that the team wasn't already great because obviously we were. I mean something out of nothing like... We were sitting here like, there is no way in hell we could ever get Drew Holiday somehow. I know how much we want him. Right. We knew that we were in the talks for him. But we you heard our podcast. We more or less dismissed it entirely. We were like, no. can't happen, really. Um, Brad finds a way. All else fails, Brad finds a way.
0: uh just want to add a side note that was like a platonic dick sucking of Brad Stevens like yeah
1: oh yeah <laughs> platonic strictly platonic you know the metaphoric
0: the me- me- strictly platonic just you know good job <laughs> yeah uh it's like a pat on the back same thing uh <laughs> exactly it's just a little bit more you know
1: it's a little bit more of a than a pat on the back you know yeah, just... that's it <laughs>
0: Uh, all right. Well, I think that answers Brett's question. Thank you for providing the question, (laughs) Brett. uh, Please learn what the trophy is called. Put some respect on the name. Uh, The next question. Is. From Tommy Bennett at TJ Bennett Bennett with three T's 37. Uh, is Boston, the team to beat in the East, who is the biggest threat to them this season? So I think that really, you know, bounces off of what we just said. Uh, we are the team to beat in the East. And I'm not saying that, again, not because we're a homer, but because of the moves that Brad made, because of, you know... Brad did what most GMs are afraid to do this offseason. Mm-hmm. Brad took people that... People have emotional attachments to and said, Fuck it. I have to do business. He ripped Marcus Smart away from us and it broke our hearts. And then, as that was healing, he ripped Rob Williams away from us and broke our hearts again. And, like, emotionally, Celtics fans are in shambles and they're like, Oh my God, I can't believe that happened. But if you take two steps back and look at it and go, Look at what we got, look at what we turned this into look at and like you even have to rewind a little bit more and look at how little we had to give up to get Malcolm Brogdon how Mm -hmm. little we had to give up to get Malcolm Brogdon and then you package Malcolm Brogdon with Rob Williams and you get Drew Holiday and like it's nuts what he has done is cold hard business to get us to be the team to be in the east and I think that he has succeeded in that um who's our biggest threat though i don't think it's milwaukee i don't (laughs) think it's the sixers i don't think it's miami even though they always have our fucking number i if it's gonna be anyone this year and you know grace you may have a different take on it than i do but i feel like a weird team like the Knicks or Cleveland or you know someone on the up and up who is actively constructing a roster and still has the availability to shake up their roster and you know make one or two moves during the season to really solidify their quote-unquote playoff run I think it'll be someone like that where you know they can get a piece around Donovan Mitchell or they could put pieces around Jalen Brunson they still have flexibility the Sixers Milwaukee Miami they're kind of like locked in where they are they are who they are and Brad looked at those teams and were like okay I'm gonna do this that and the other thing to make sure I can beat those three teams so I don't necessarily think they're threats to us right now but a team that still has flexibility like the Knicks or Cleveland could sneak up and fuck around
1: yeah I mean I was so when we were when I was getting ready to record or when I, yesterday really I was sitting and thinking about the questions that we were asked and I in my brain, I assume. I knew that you wouldn't say the Bucs. So I was trying to plan ahead for what you would say so I yeah. could fight you <laughs> on it. Um, and I thought that – I felt like the Knicks, you would probably say, I didn't think about the Cavs particularly. But I honestly, now that you say that, mm. I do see – I mean, I see young, scrappy teams being – tougher in general um just mm-hmm. because of of what we sort of have because I think what we have is stability and uh very set you know and I'm not I'm not this isn't me uh you know coming at Joe Missoula not being able to adjust because I think he can and he's learning how to even more but yeah. i I do feel like you put in a team that sort of is is buzzing is doesn't have a lot to lose. I think that's another important part of it, and is willing to be scrappy, be tenacious. Those are just the teams in general. I think that we'll have trouble with. Um, mm-hmm. I still think, I still think our biggest contender, the other team is is the Bucks. Um, I know, I know you and your take on the Bucs. But
0: no no no, I, no 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 I just think that <laughs> I'm I'm
1: I'm taking off my homer hat for a second throwing it over there. I I think that if we were Bucks fans and we're sitting here as or even just objective people fans of a different team and and looking in the way that we're talking about the Celtics building I think the Bucks were building to be us. I don't think they accounted for us to uh get uh drew yeah. holiday from them. <laughs> kind of their last no, they thing that they really <laughs> happen um but i think that they are building to be a team similarly that can beat st- solid teams that have really um i don't know what the word is but really locked in rotations and um chemistry and ability Just to play like, together yeah
0: set roles and chemistry yeah for sure
1: right so oh, I, I think that that is why they will still be tough because I think they are also going to be a team that on the other hand does have a lot to lose. I think has a lot to prove. Um, and so, cause they don't want to be the, the ones they now, I think especially in the same way that I think for us, Drew Holiday, adding Drew Holiday as a weapon, because now we're using him against them. I think in the same yep. vein, now they have a lot to prove that this wasn't a mistake that doing this for Damian Lillard trading away one of your key players wasn't a mistake. And we have to prove that too. We do have to prove that losing Marcus smart, losing Malcolm Brogdon, losing Rob sacrificing, maybe a little piece of our longevity is not, it it was worth it. Um, And I just think that we, but I I agree. I think the, the bucks matchup is still, I think we're built to beat the bucks. So that's why I feel a little bit better, but I think you're right with the Knicks and the Cavs, who I think are just going to be two kind of surprising and fun teams to watch in general. I yep. I am interested to see how we react to that sort of play versus a Bucks And the Heat, to me, are just a... Eh, they're a moot point. I don't know. I'm not yeah. terrified of Then <laughs> like, again, maybe. Like they're maybe g- that's what they've got going for them, maybe, because I wasn't scared of them last year and look what happens. Yep.
0: No, that's I agree. Like that's the one thing I have to say about the Heat is that I'm never afraid of them and then we play them and they beat our asses like once or twice I'm like god damn how does this always happen? Um <laughs> I'm like shit, hope you
1: don't face them in the playoffs. Damn yeah.
0: It. <laughs> um but uh, you bring up a good point about Milwaukee and I and I'll, I'll give you a, a hat tip on you know the point. They they do have to I haven't looked at Milwaukee in the way that I look at the uh, the Patriots, the Celtics <laughs> uh, in that I didn't really look at them giving up part of, of their team and their heart or whatever to make this big move. I didn't really like account for like the, the pain and sadness in losing drew to get Dame um, and, you know, having to prove that point that it was the right move, kind of like, the same thing we have to do and prove that what we did was the right moves. Um, but I do think in not having a contingency plan or not preparing to make it sure that the Celtics can't get the guy that you are moving on from is the biggest fuck up of the bucks offseason. I think that, like you said, the, the one thing they didn't want was drew holiday to end up on our team. And they said, Well, I guess it's not possible. And then Brad said, "Fuck you, we're doing it." And they said, "Holy shit, I can't believe this." Wouldn't
1: wouldn't you have loved? So
0: I think that is the one big thorn we have in their side.
1: Wouldn't Wouldn't you have loved to be in the room when they found when any any of the brass uh, for the the box had hurt had figured had found that out? Because you know it was like right before it dropped, and they're like. I just would have oh, loved yeah. to see yep. like the 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 forced smiles and like the hey it's all right guys you know whatever after that moment of like their stomach like they wanted to throw up We for got
0: Green sure. uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah <laughs> like they someone got on the phone and was like yo Portland moved Drew and they're like oh okay to who? Boston uh-huh. <laughs> just the, <Yeah. laughs> the uh-huh.
1: <laughs> like are you are you sitting down yeah, yeah. yeah. It, what it was it? <laughs>
0: uh... You know the team that we always try to beat and be better than uh he went there.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's 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 would have been good. Good TV, good reality I TV would have been.
0: Um Yeah, great, great shit. That's what I, like. We always say, Grow man soap opera, the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> let's see. Uh, The next question comes from our buddy Chris Davis at ChrisJDavis11 uh, on Twitter. Any players flying under the radar that could make a significant impact this season? Question mark. He did not specify whether it was Celtics or NBA in general. I'm going to focus on the Celtics. Grace, go wherever you want with it. Uh, but one under the rail, and I specifically left him out in my preseason coverage because I wanted to talk about him here is Nemus Kada. Because of how bad Luke fucking Cornette has been during the preseason. Nemus Kada, who signed a two way contract with us, uh, has been shining. Uh, he is a putback machine. He is a rebounding with tenacity player. Uh, he lives under the rim he is a big man and I love a big man's big man. Cause he is just reminiscent of body in the paint. Um, I love it. I think that if he can make the 15 man roster, or even if we call him up enough, uh, from the G league, it will make a difference. I think that he is someone that I knew very little to nothing about when we got him. Mm-hmm. Um, And now that I've seen him play in the preseason, I'm fucking juiced. Uh, And Luke Cornett is holding the door open to give him a position.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Well, yes, I agree. But then I was sitting here and thinking about this. I mean, Marty, we can't. I don't I don't I don't want to be the NHL and Bedard, but we we can't sit here. And pretend we did not witness what happened. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta, we got we, you know, we have to, he's shaking his head at me.
0: I didn't see it. I didn't see a damn thing.
1: (laughs) I saw plenty. Mr. Wembenyama was electric. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah.
0: I'm I'm not going to sit
1: here. And pretend that he didn't blow my socks off. I mean, it truly was what I think everybody was waiting for Bedard to do in the NHL. He did it. I get it. Preseason, whatever. But.
0: No, but like against Chet, that's the problem is like it was. I
1: know. And that It that's, was, it was, a, yeah. It, it was, <laughs> I honestly, I'm, I'm, I don't want to lay it on too thick here, but it was special. It was amazing to watch. I'm very glad because there are a lot of doubts. I mean, about a player, his size, his body type. Um, Go ahead. Go ahead, Marty. Marty's raising his hand. Go ahead. Yep. Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: No, no. Yeah. Hand up. My bad. Um,
1: yeah. Mhm. That's what Philly. I
0: thought. I feel like I personally own a, owe an apology to Philly. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I loved I loved our friend Philly, who is uh, is a, a Celtics fan, but also a big Spurs fan um because of, you know, where he is from. So I think that, you know, I, I I do have to give credit where credit is due. i'm I'm not saying that he's going to be able to, like, entirely lift this franchise back to greatness immediately. But, Man, if I'm a Spurs fan, I'm really happy and I'm really excited to see what he continues to do. Um, Because just, I mean, being a player his size and doing what he was able to do, I think is outrageously impressive. It reminds me of it's more. I mean, not not saying he's better than Kevin Durant, but it it reminds me of like how much people looked at like Kevin Durant, even Giannis, like and at their sizes doing things that I think is unexpected of them. It is cool to see how that that sort of player can exist in the league pretty effectively now because it has changed a lot. Um, and I, I think that it's cool. So I'm, yeah. I'm giving it to women. Yama. I got to I got I to gotta say, I'm excited to watch him. Um, but on the Celtics, I obviously Peyton Pritchard, we talked about big, big deal. I think to see him, um, you know, and, and, I I'm I'm not mad about uh Svi. 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 I I, I I I think he also name. pleasantly surprised me. Yeah, because I can't say his last name, so we're going with just Svi. Yep. <laughs> um, I'm I was pleasantly surprised. Um, so I think those are a couple of players to watch and keep an eye on. Um, I do think still Chet Holmgren is is playing very well. Um. So, I'm excited for a lot of these young players. They're cool to watch. It's exciting to see how they will change the game, you know, come five, six, seven years' time. Um, so,
0: mm. shout out Wembenyama. Mm-hmm. You're pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Cool, 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 cool. Um, <laughs> I have my vendetta against Victor Wembenyama. So... Soul- because he is killing the game that i love um mm-hmm. the, the exact reasons i love nemus Keda are the exact reasons i hate victor women the truth of the matter is though the kid can fucking ball there was one play in that game where where he went up and under and around, like, three players and just did this finger roll fucking layup, and I'm like, you're seven foot something and built, like, a fucking spaghetti noodle. How in the fuck did you hit this shot? Um, pipe cleaner.
1: Pipe cleaner vibes.
0: Yeah. Fucking pipe cleaner vibes. Wacky inflatable arm guy. Like, whatever the fuck. Yes. Like, That's a good one. That's a good
1: comparison.
0: He... <laughs> As much as I do not think he will be Rookie of the Year, I, every time I see him play, feel closer and closer to eating my words and putting my foot right in my mouth. Would so, not be the first time that Marty been, has been <laughs> yeah, shut up whatever. by, by a, a,
1: <laughs> a prediction that he made.
0: Bad predictions stay in the pod, and in the next episode when I'm proven wrong, I always put my hand up, so... I will, yeah. you know, take it. I'll, I'll be bold and I'll say shit and get get slapped in the face. So whatever, yeah. Victor, keep balling. I can't be mad if you fucking go crazy. I'll be annoyed, least, but I can't be mad. I, <laughs> at least
1: it's the Spurs. You know, I can't be terribly upset about that. Yeah.
0: You Rather know, irrelevant could be, to it could us. have been.
1: <laughs> it could have been. Could have been somebody on the fucking on a team. on the Lakers, you know, it could have been somebody else.
0: Ugh. <sighs> God. Did you see there's this there's this thread or this uh chain going around on Twitter right now and it's like you're kidnapped and you're allowed to use social media but you have to like post normally, what would you say to make it so that your your uh followers know that you're in danger? And I just put in all caps go Lakers.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But honestly,
0: hi guys, if you see any pro Laker anything on my page. Find me. I'm not okay.
1: <laughs> I'll call the police immediately. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those I was. I, Twenty-five I minute that, I Lebron like, highlight. I was like, I was like sitting here. I was like, I was like, man, there are so many things I could say, um, that would do it. Uh, but I was also then for those of you who don't, uh, I I don't know why I keep saying it. I said that on the other pod too. For those of you who don't know, you wouldn't know this. Why would you know this? Um, that. Gombardi- <laughs> Marty texted me a couple days ago a screenshot of like somebody had done a what was it was it fantasy basketball or a, yeah fantasy
0: basketball mock, mock draft
1: <laughs> yeah mock draft like the name the username was like m go blue and it was yep. like the the circle was a was the was the Michigan logo, like the icon and Marty yep. I think my favorite thing was he said I thought it was you because there were Grace esque picks that that person yep. made. <laughs> <laughs>
0: because they grabbed like jordan Poole and they grabbed yeah uh they grabbed like all these players that like you have already talked about on the pod as liking and also go blue guys and i'm like right am i, am I in a mock draft with grace yeah
1: yeah <laughs> no that does i know i told them, i was like that that sounds like something i would do but uh anyway there are grace-esque players so anyway on that like kidnapped thing i could have like totally been like russell westbrook sucks I'd be, yeah. that, that, that's, you won't hear me say a single bad thing about
0: Russell Westbrook ever,
1: ever. I don't care. Right. I don't care. I don't care.
0: Never has she ever said a bad mm-hmm. thing about Russell mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's funny. I thought, you know, it's very, we, I think you and I both have very clear messages that we could send out and people would be like oh there's a problem (laughs) there's something's wrong
1: (laughs) right somebody somebody call for help
0: yeah um so our last question of the week comes from the man himself and by man i mean i think i got corrected last week that a raccoon isn't a rodent but it's not I a rodent, but I did just
1: look it up. We talked about this in All Goals, that. No Misses, so, so it's that. going to be a segment on both epies. It's a prosidinae. Prosidinae. Uh, it's a different family.
0: Procyonid Prasen, genus.
1: Yeah, they kept they okay. kept the Latin... So they're not rodents. And they're not marsupials.
0: They're mammalian carnivores. I can't fucking read. Mammalian carnivores have powerful jaws and teeth, distantly related to cats and dogs, common evolutionary ancestor with bears. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I believe it. I always thought raccoons were just like little... Giant, not little, giant rats. <laughs> Apologies to the the raccoons uh, that listen to our podcast. I specifically know one, but maybe he's related to other raccoons. Yeah, um, yeah maybe, Philly maybe they, they get they,
1: they get together <laughs> in a little in their dumpster, or whatever.
0: In their dumpster, in their <laughs> when they have Sunday dinner at the dumpster outside the Italian restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Philly cheesesteak, Eucalyptus Richard. He asks, uh, what do you guys think our starting lineup will be? What about the bench rotation? Thanks in advance. Signs it off like an email.
1: Thanks in advance kills me.
0: Very, a very, a very formal raccoon. Um, yes. Well, I, I feel like we've gone. All up and down with this uh, starting roster throughout the dog days of the summer. And, you know, it's changed dramatically multiple times because there have been dramatic changes to the roster. Um, but now that the dust is settled, I don't really think there's another move coming. Grace, yeah. who is the starting five?
1: Oh, this is so <laughs> tough for me. Um, I guess, okay. I'm just going with my gut, especially with without Rob, it changes things. All right, I'm going Derek White confidently.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm gonna skip the other guard for a second and say JT and JB. Uh, because then we're then then here I am. How I see it, you got two options here. You got mm-hmm. you throw Drew Holiday in the starting lineup, and then you put Porzingis at the five. Or, I mean, or you cannot put Drew Holiday in the opening lineup. You go big, and you put Porzingis and Al.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I don't. I I think I like the first one better. Because I think Porzingis and Al offer similar skill sets, so I think I'm gonna go. Derek White, Drew Holiday, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Chris Porzingis.
0: So after you went through that whole mental exercise with yourself, you did come up with the starting five that I confidently want to see. I want to see Joe roll out this small ball, uh, whether it's D white or drew as the starting Mm -hmm. point guard. I think that's interchangeable. Um, then the other ones playing shooting guard. You bump Jalen up to small forward. You bump Tatum up to power forward, and you play Kristaps. You give Al the chance to come off the bench. Uh, maybe if Al starts off the bench, we see him in more back-to-back games because there's not so much of a pressure for him to, you know, really. <clears throat> Put the minutes in that he, he yeah. I think that we are built to be a small ball team. The way that we are constructed, we don't have big men. Luke Cornett sucks. Nemus Kata yeah. has to come up. Um, you know, we are thin at the big man position. Let's utilize what we have in guards and wings and, you know, stretch fours and really just lean into it. Joe wants to shoot a million three-pointers this season, so <laughs> let's lean into it.
1: Yeah. I, I agree. Uh, I think that in the end that's most conducive, especially because because of the lacking of depth now. I know it felt like before we were like, we have so many big men, but nope, just kidding. Um right. <laughs> so we kind of have to, I think, spread that a little bit more. Um, and even then, like our big men are not really true big men. Al Horford a little bit more, but still like a lot of what no, we rely no, used- on him for. What we rely on him for is his ability to stretch the floor, and I think it's going to be the same thing with Porzingis. Um, right. So we have
0: these new age stretch. Right. Bigs exactly. Who space the floor and everything. Which is crazy. We don't There's, have
1: <laughs> It's crazy. I know you have your things, but we don't have any. Crazy. We don't have any paint beasts. We need paint beasts.
0: Yep. I know it's a I different need game. Big men. Game. Bring the '90s back. I want elbows. Uh, I want teeth knocked out. <laughs> uh I'm
1: texting my my brother just arrived in my house and they are so loud so I'm texting, "Can you guys be quiet? I don't need any no, guest stars them. on the pod." <laughs> um yeah, I think I think ultimately that's the best um option just with what we have to work with. Does the depth Does 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 that worry you? Does our lack of depth at the big man position worry you at all?
0: No, not me personally. Yes, but me as a Celtics fan and me looking at (laughs) at the roster that um, the roster that we have constructed. Well, because like for me, I want big bodies. I want you know DeAndre Ayton's or not DeAndre Ayton's. Scratch that. Reverse it. DeAndre Jordan's. And other, like, those-esque players. I love that kind of guy, but just doesn't exist in the NBA anymore. It's not what, you know, Ra, uh Jesus Christ, Joe and Brad have constructed. Um And when I look down the roster, if you're looking for what I want in a big man, yes, it's worrisome. But if you look at, you know, what the NBA is trending towards, you know, you don't need a seven-footer. 300 pounds. You don't need Shaq in the paint to have a starting center or a backup center. You just need a guy who can stretch the floor, which is what we're looking to do. Um, I think that, you know, we'll see Lamar Stevens and Jordan Walsh and uh, Nemus Kata and Luke Cornette, like they'll all rotate into like the four and the five position. We're going to play a lot of small ball. We just are. Um, And I think that we've, we've always wanted to like run double big man and it hasn't seemed to work honestly in our favor in the last few years. Um, You know, we, we haven't gotten over that hump. We haven't. And so I think changing it up and running with a small ball style team uh, while I am weary and, you know, optimistically worrisome, I think that there's a chance that it can work.
1: Yeah, I think you're right that, like, if we're going
0: going away from the game I love, we're going away from what I grew up on.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we've seen, and we've seen them try to do. I mean, we saw like times when it was Rob and Al, you saw them try to still like play that game of still having the conventional big man, and then you have the one that that stretches the floor. And now I think it's just. The game is changing, yes, but I think the Celtics are leaning into it and are going with what they think is gonna be productive, which is really not having a, a true, true big man um the way that we had in Rob. Um so I don't know, it, it time will tell. Um I feel like we you're right that we tried the other one. Um it's time to go with this.
0: I'm not I'm not upset, I'm just sad just disappointed <laughs> i I just missed the big man. they killed them they killed them dead <laughs> um as for rotation uh I don't philly, what do you expect a bench rotation you want me to give you minutes i I can't do that um <laughs> Biggest, biggest bench pieces. Be like, How about that? Uh, Al. I, yeah, I think that the sixth man is probably going to be either Al or Peyton. Um, I think that either one of them is going to be key in relieving the starters. Um, yep. I, like, again, I think that Kada as he climbs through the ranks and as he gets better and better, is going to be a key piece in our rotation uh, for backing up either the power forward or center position. Um, He is more of a traditional big man. I think you just need one of them to at least, you know, flush out the rotation and have that option. Um, I want to see Lamar Stevens step up in the role that I think he can be same thing as Jordan Walsh. I think they both play a key backup wing backup Tatum, basically position um, with a little bit more of a defensive mindset which is great because like we've said all off season, we've lost some quote unquote defense, but I think we can find it not so much from our starters, except for drew, drew is, you know, amazing. And yes, yep. JB and JT play defense. Uh, Chris surprisingly so far has looked pretty good on defense in the preseason, but, but I really think that your grit and grind and your Tommy point players, the guys who are going to dive on the fucking floor and go for loose balls are on your bench. Um, right now, yep. the Celtics have all their, their dogs, the guys with this fight inside of them are going to come. Hey, give, bench, give, so. give
1: my boy, Derek, what give my boy, Derek, some credit here.
0: Well, that's fair. I, that is, I am doing an injustice to Derek white by, you know, yeah. he did lead the league in blocks. Uh, that'll continue to be uh, more to yeah. than you know, maybe we didn't even lose our, maybe I'm so conditioned to say that we lost defense because we lost Marcus smart, then I'm not looking at what we actually have. I think that's what yeah. it is.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, JB and JT are reliable defenders. Number one, Al Horford is a pretty good defender. Peyton Pritchard is pretty good. Derek White, obviously adding drew holiday. These are good defenders, you know? So I'm, I'm yeah choosing to, I'm positive. Okay, Marty, maybe you should try it sometime. <laughs>
0: Don't. (laughs) 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 That's rich. That's rich coming from you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um. But any key key bench players or any key rotational guys that you think are going to be uh really step up and really be a key player uh throughout the season.
1: I I think that I have to be. I I hesitate to say. Al Horford, just because I don't know how it's going to look with him. Maybe we will look at him. I don't know. So that is less set in stone for me, obviously, if he's coming off the bench. That's fine with me. It's fine mm-hmm. with him. I think he just cares about winning. And um, I mean, Peyton Pritchard is going to this. I get it. Preseason was preseason. This is his chance to shine. This is his chance to show none of this was a mistake. We had enough depth at the point guard position that we didn't need. I mean, yep. oh, and that breaks my heart that we don't need to freak <laughs> out about losing Marcus Smart because I, I, that hurts my heart. Um, but I think this, the fact that Brad Stevens made these trades shows that he has trust in Peyton Pritchard. So I want Peyton Pritchard to come off the bench, show that he is star six-man material, that it was just a matter of Malcolm Brogdon having the leg up on him on the bench, that he can be a great player for the Celtics right where they need him to be. So that's that's where I would put my first my first idea. Um, but I think that, you know, as we see the lineup shift and change and who knows, maybe we'll end up a slightly different starting lineup. Maybe somebody will rise up the bench if they put in more effort than Luke Cornette did. Or maybe it'll be maybe Luke Cornette'll turn yeah. around. Maybe he'll hear he'll hear us talking shit and he will turn it around. Uh, but
0: I don't think so. I don't <laughs> think so <laughs>
1: um, but so I'm I'm going there I I think the biggest thing is going to be whoever is coming off the bench can't treat it like a bench position you have to treat it like you're starting you are important to mm-hmm. the team because no team wins just with a starting five at the Phoenix Suns previously the Dallas Mavericks Nobody wins yeah. with a <laughs> you need more, um but you need your 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 players coming off the bench to act like they are fighting for a spot on the opening lineup. so I'm hopeful, I'm excited. Uh, I feel good, I feel good ten days away, I feel good,
0: yeah, I mean uh we'll we'll wrap Philly's question there. Uh, thank you for the question, but agreed like 10 days away. The season's so close. Dog days are over. You can put a fucking fork in them. They're done. We have made it. Celtics nation has made it. The team looks different. We have a whole new team to get behind and fucking root for, but we are here. And God damn it. Is it close? Uh, the next time we record, will be days away, well, mere days away from tip-off of the 2023-2024 season. I cannot wait. <laughs>
1: Hell yeah. Hell yeah.
0: Um, Before we sign off, I, as always, will give a hat tip and a nod to uh, our lovely uh, production company, Primetime Productions. Uh, we are proud partners. Primetime has been cooking lately. Uh, oh, my God. A whole bunch yeah. of new pods coming through. There's co- college football pods, uh, normal football pods, Patriot pods. Uh, there's a Colts pod. There's the all the hockey pods. There's everything. We are the articles flying out in every which direction for every sport. Uh, be sure to check out the website, primetimeproductions.net. Uh, to find articles and to find you know other podcasts besides cross-court coverage because obviously we're your favorite. That's why you're listening to us. But there are yes. other great podcasts on this network, so give them all a shout-out or a check-out or a listen. Um, you can find us on Instagram at primetimeproductions underscore, uh, and you can find us on Twitter at primetimeprods, P-R-O-D-S. Uh, like I said, lots cooking up the, the, uh, basketball season may be just starting, uh, you in know, in, in a little more than a week, but hockey did just kick off. So oh, yeah. hockey coverage is the hockey coverage is live and oh. real now. Uh, football's, you know, football's been rolling. If you're a sad Patriot fan like me, there's plenty of podcasts that can cover hey, that for you. So there's no need to worry, <laughs>
1: Patriots fans. Patriots fans, you got, you got the
0: don't, don't, don't. the
1: Drake May coming at you don't. soon.
0: No, you're welcome. No, you're welcome. Marvin Harrison Jr. The Ohio State, <laughs> Boo, Buckeyes. We need a Go wide blue. receiver.
1: Said that. I don't think I've said it this episode. Go blue
0: yeah i don't I don't think it came up <laughs> um, but yes, prime prime productions love you, check everyone out honestly, lots to look at, lots to check out. get in there, spend some time on the website, drop some ratings, drop some reviews, leave comments. have fun uh but as we have said, the dog days are one step closer to being over one step closer to being done. The next time we record, we are going to be doing pre game conversation for the real season. And it's been a hell of a ride, but we're here.
1: <laughs> hell of a ride, baby. Fuck. Yeah. Can't wait to see you all on game day or Dave two days before game day,
0: but we'll be yeah. there. We're
1: ready? <laughs> We're ready We are ready You better get ready
0: uh, Yeah Get pumped Listen to some fucking Shipping up to Boston And every other Celtics fucking hype song That ever existed This is a banner season Fuck
1: Book yeah Bookmark
0: it This is a banner motherfucking season 18's going in the rafters And we're all gonna be along for the ride
1: Book it baby I
0: Fuck it <laughs> I, I and Marty the Meat Man, she is Grace Roberts. We are Cross Court Coverage. We love you. And one last time before the season fucking kicks off, go Celtics. Or go fuck yourself. Hey.